David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Greetings and welcome to another edition of Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris. I am not David Spada, which means I think I'm Elliot Harris. David says he's out doing lawyer work. I think it's a nice day, and there's the uh, Ryder Cup in town here in Chicago. If you see him on the course, let me know, and uh, we'll mark him for playing hooky. Anyway, we have a great show lined up today, and I don't say that just because David's not in the studio. Two wonderful guests, the first of which is... Lisa Eveleth, a bikini competitor who was in the Chicago area very recently competing in the Midwest Championships, where she was a bikini participant. She's in LeClaire, Iowa, and she is here through the wonders of the telephone. Lisa, how are you? Great. How are you today? Good. So you made it back to Iowa from Chicago. Yes, I did. Safe and sound. Actually, by midnight that okay. night. <laughs> but your trip back was had a little more baggage than your trip in. I, if memory serves, you took home three <laughs> three trophies. Is that right? Yes, I got a little bit of hardware. Okay. I did. Okay, and what was that for? Um, I took second place in the model division and second place in the bikini, and then fourth in the open division. Okay, what what so is very, what's the very open? Happy with that. What's the open division? Well, it's, it's all age groups of the bikini um, category. Okay. So it's it's kind of a free-for-all, I guess. You can Anyone can enter that one. Okay. So it, was, it was good. I was, I was happy with the outcome of everything. Okay. Now, you, uh, it's not a secret. You're 42 years old, but you only recently started competing. Right. Yes, in April was my first competition. And that went fairly well. It did. It did. Yeah. I, um, let's see. Actually, the first one. It, well, I, I did. The first one was actually in Davenport on April seventh, and I took third in um, bikini. And then I went to Minneapolis two weeks later, which was originally going to be my first competition. But I decided to get on stage first a couple of weeks prior to just to get the ditters out. And then I actually did very well in Minneapolis. I took first in the model division and then second in the bikini division. So I was very happy with that as well. Okay. Now, how did you get started in this? Um, actually, there was uh, someone at the gym in particular. He's a pro bodybuilder. His name is Eddie Castillo. And he's, I mean, he's been trying to bribe me into it for years. And I just really never thought too much about it. I had been sick so much and been on prednisone and always had water retention, so I could never really see my muscles. So I just really didn't think that it was something that I could strive towards, just thinking it would maybe be too much for my body and my limitations. But I decided to go for it anyway. 
when when you talk about being on prednisone and your illness, we're talking about you having lupus. C- can you explain right. what lupus is? Um, lupus is an autoimmune disease. Basically, it um, can attack any organ tissue, connective tissue in your body. It's in the rheumatic family, but it's an overactive immune system. So basically, you're allergic to yourself, so to speak. <laughs> and this is something you had since childhood? Yes. When we, it, these diseases oftentimes don't get diagnosed the, the minute you have them because the symptoms are such that people say, well, it could be this, it could be this, it could be that. How long did it take for you to be diagnosed with lupus? Um, technically, well, actually, when I was um, 16 years old, I started having problems with um, blood clotting, so that became kind of a life-threatening issue. So I ended up, um, in the end result, I did have a splenectomy, an exploratory surgery, which was a symptom of lupus at the time, but they called it ITP, which is idiopathic thrombocytopenic purpura, which probably doesn't mean much to someone, but it's just basically meaning that my blood wouldn't clot, and so it, it caused some pretty good problems. <laughs> Not even be able to shave, actually. You might bleed to death, but, you know, just certain things that you don't think about. Minor but, details. Um, later, yeah, minor detail. Um, so later on, I mean, it um, seemed to be in a remission, that part of it, after the splenectomy. And then um, a few years following, I ended up getting quite a few different symptoms. And then I was thankfully diagnosed with um, lupus. And um, that way, there was a reason, you know, some way, some way to treat all the symptoms. But it only got worse before it got better. And how, how, what is the treatment for lupus? Um, well, actually, you know, they, they rely heavily on prednisone in the beginning. That's definitely what I did until I got severely sick and had organ involvement, a lot of brain involvement and kidney. And so they ended up doing chemotherapy. I've done chemotherapy quite a few times. But I had a great doc when I was very sick in 95. Um, they didn't know what to do with me. Basically, I was in Iowa City and they called um, the Mr. Dr. Lupus, I guess I'd say, in Bethesda, Maryland, and they hadn't done chemo too much for lupus, and so I was kind of a guinea pig. And so we tried that, and it seemed to shock the system into somewhat of a remission, but still with, you know, drug therapy. And so I did that, started that in 95. with um, I had, you know, seizures from it and kidney um, nephritis, class 4, which is, not too great. <laughs> so, it, but it seemed to it take it took some time, but it seemed to you know shock my body into getting better slowly. And since then, I've done quite a few rounds of chemo over the years. And they also do Plaquenil, which is an anti-malaria drug. And a lot of times, they use um, different types of chemo shots instead of the intravenous and different oral um, chemo drugs as well. Okay. It seems to be the way to treat it. Now, they just have come up with a new new medicine. It's called Benlista, and it's an intravenous medicine, and it's very promising. It, it's been 50 years since they've come up with the lupus drug, so it's very exciting for us. Yeah, I hope they don't wait another 50 to come up with another drug. <laughs> I know. I know. We've been waiting a long time. 
we're, we're always borrowing from other autoimmune diseases, it seems. Right. They, yeah, so, because I am on an anti-rejection drug, which is Celsept, which is actually for a transplant patient, but it seems to kill what it needs to kill. <laughs> okay. When, when you weren't going through chemo and taking medication, what was your day-to-day existence like? Did, did, were you able to be active, play sports, get in the gym, things like that? Um, depending on, you know, where I was as far as when I, in between stages, um, I had limitations, I have to say. I mean, I've been sick more of my life than not. Um, so it's this, this time right now, these last three years, I have to say, have been a blessing. I mean, I feel better than I have, you know, ever, I'd say. Um, so that's been great. And so I'm taking advantage of that. But I'd say, I mean... I still did things just because that's not my mentality and my personality. You just keep pushing, keep going. And so um, I was able to work out and, and teach classes, and I, t- I teach um, aerobic group exercise classes. So I still, even if I had to, you know, limit myself and make others work harder, I would still try to do my job the best I could. Now, you know, this is a case where, once upon a time, you were 4% body fat. Now you're about 8%. When you had 4% body fat, you were about 72, 73 pounds. Now you're much healthier at, at around 100, right? Right, correct. Definitely. When you were weighing that little, did you have any energy? Oh, no. I mean, I was pretty much wheelchair-bound. Um, I did a lot of crawling. <laughs> I did, um, you know, just what I could do to get it around when I was severely sick. Yeah, that's not too much. I mean, walking two feet to the restroom was enough for me. It was a tough time, definitely. Okay. With the training and all that other stuff, when you're active like that, the endorphins kick in at a certain point? They do. They do. I think I'm always on a natural high with the way my... My attitude is so definitely they kick in. Okay. What what sort of diet, or it doesn't matter what sort of diet that you're on. It does. I mean, it really does. I I've noticed you know my triggers, and I do think that sugar creates an inflammatory response. So I try to steer away from sugar for sure, and just eat a balanced um, meal. You know, probably I eat probably six to seven times a day consisting of, I definitely do carbohydrates. I don't limit those, but I do the healthy carbohydrates. Um, I try to do more whole foods, one ingredient food. So, um, and lots of fruits and vegetables and protein. Now in my world, donuts is healthy carbohydrates. Am am I wrong about that? (laughs) Very wrong. (laughs) You get that sugar rush and then you get the low. (laughs) Okay. The the good carbohydrates then are, are not the baked goods, huh? No, no. I guess donut is one word, but it has a lot of ingredients involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what constitutes healthy carbohydrates then? Well, I would say something that is, is whole. So you think about sweet potatoes. You know, that's just, that's all there. I mean, you look at the ingredients, there's nothing but sweet potatoes. That's what it is. That's how it comes. So you look at, even to me, you know, certain breads aren't as healthy because they're refined, and it's hard to find something that is, hasn't been re-engineered, so to speak. Okay. 
So I would say definitely like oats are healthy and sweet potatoes, um, brown rice. Those are the, my choices. Doesn't sound as, as much fun as donuts, but it's a lot better for you. And, and if you're going to get up on <laughs> stage, feel better. <laughs> yeah, and if you're going to get up on stage in the outfits like you get up, and you, you know, <laughs> it works. you lose your modesty, that's for sure. <laughs> How do you overcome that, that that sense of modesty when you you walk out there in front of oh. you know hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, you don't know? That's tough. If you would have known me before, I would have never guessed. You know, it's kind of funny. In fact, um, when my first um, competition suit, I took it to my coach, Jesse, and and I thought, wow, this is really skimpy. I'm like, oh, no, I don't think I can wear this. I'm, I'm kind of a cover-up person. When I'm on the beach, I usually cover up with, a you know, something over my bikini, and it's always been modest. And um, anyway, so I brought this to her, and she said, oh, no, it's too much material. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and so since then, they've gotten a little bit smaller. Not that I've gotten smaller, but they've just gotten smaller. <laughs> and so you, I, everyone's wearing it around you, and just try to forget about what you're wearing, I guess. <laughs> okay. Is it safe to say in LeClaire, Iowa, there aren't a whole lot of stores that carry those outfits? <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> oh, so do you, no, have to, do you have to go online? Do you have to go yeah. online to find stuff, or how does that work? I do go online. Um there's some great products online, and, and I also have, I was in Dancing with the Stars, the local um, one here in town, and I met a woman who does, in fact, she lives in Egypt right at the moment, but I met her, and she can make anything. She's wonderful, and so she's made quite a few of my suits um, custom-made, so that's great. <laughs> How many times do you wear a suit before you say, well, everybody's seen it, and I, I have to get something new? Um, I know that's a tough one. I I just started in April, so but as of right now, I think I have maybe six of new ones, so different colors. You know, it feels you know for a woman just getting on, you know, wearing a new piece of clothing makes you feel better about yourself anyway. So it is nice, but they are very expensive. And to have a new one, it seems that the less fabric involved, the more expensive they become. I I don't understand how that works. You can explain it to me. <laughs> I don't know if I can, but I guess the more bling you have also makes it the price a little bit higher. And I like bling, actually. Okay. Now, are there certain color outfits that you like better than others? Or do people tell you, oh, you should wear blue but not beige or the other way around? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think color for me is much better. I like bright colors. So my my first one I had was orange, and I thought that was probably that's probably one of my favorites. I think I was with you in my yellow. Right. And I love yellow, too. Those are two of my favorite colors. So I, definitely anything with color for me is better. Any plans for future competitions? I believe so. Um, I know I have some people talking me into going to Vegas, possibly for the another Fitness America. So I might just do that one. That one is in November. And so that will be... Just around the corner, okay. so we'll keep keep on keeping on. And you'll stay in the bikini division or the model division. Yeah. How, how how does that work? Do you have to pick a lane at some point, or can you take two lanes or three lanes? You could you could take two or three if you'd like. Um, 
the reason there's a difference between the comp- the categories, I guess, because of the the way the body is built. Um, you know, for a figure, you're going to have more muscularity, a little bit bigger build, and then bikini is supposedly a little bit, not quite as, I guess, body fat-wise, a little bit more and a little bit curvier, possibly, I should say. And more um, for the model, it's kind of in between bikini and it's it's a tough call with that. That's That you can go back to back. Now, figure would be a little tougher, a little bit more muscular. Okay. You'd, you'd have to spend a little more time in the gym, lift a few more weights or uh, the exercise machines, I suppose. Yeah, just get a little bit thicker. And so that's where I might, you know, get in trouble with my lupus. I go too much. Okay. Too heavy. It might cause, create a inflammatory response right. to turn my body on. <laughs> Just to repair the tissue, how that, you know, would work. So You always have to keep in the back of the mind, as good as you feel, there there is a limitation that the body places on you, not that the mind places on you. Correct. <laughs> Correct. You are right. Okay. But it, it seems like you're doing a wonderful job of overcoming all that. Well, thank you. And... I try. <laughs> well, that that's the first step to it all. It doesn't happen if you just sit there, you know, wishing for things to happen. And so you, you've taken the steps and and done a phenomenal job. And Lisa, we just want to thank you for coming on the show and and wish you all the best. Well, I thank you very much, Elliot, for oh. having me. Okay, hope to see you again sometime soon. Yes, I'm sure you will. Alrighty, thanks. I appreciate. It. Have a great day. You too. That was bikini competitor Lisa Evelith. And when we come back, Pro Football Hall of Famer Mike Haynes on Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. <laughs> 